Welcome one and all to another episode of Fresh New Hell, common people discussing today's pop culture media. My name is Frost with my co-host Mary, and in this one we are discussing the Apple Plus movie, The Greatest Beer Run Ever, starring Zac Efron. So Mary, what'd you think of uh, The Greatest Beer Run Ever? Well... Zach Efron's so handsome. Who even cares? It, it, I mean, <laughs> he, he really, cares? he really is. I mean, he's a you got you, you know, yeah. you, you know, as, as a straight man, you could still say like, he's a, good, he's a good looking he's a, he's a good looking dude. <laughs> he, he is. He is. But he, in he spite is. of that, uh, or aside from that, it was an adorable movie. I enjoyed yeah. it. I wasn't it was. sure what to expect, and it was great. I, I wasn't sure what the tone was going to be. Yeah. If it was going to be kind of like jokey, or I mean, the it's it's certainly more jokey than like um full metal jacket oh for sure for sure i mean which is but it's it's still a, a drama forrest gump that's what a i felt li- like. yeah, yeah. kind of i mean if forrest gump went to war kind of yeah because yeah, he's i mean the, so the the story revolves around a character his nickname is chicky the character's name is chicky donahue and i forget we i we both can't remember yeah. he has another name and i don't know if it's charlie or something else but but um, he's His a neighborhood. His given name's not Chicky. Yeah. It's not, yeah, yeah. He was not. He was not uh, baptized as Chicky. Chicky Donahue. But um, yeah, it takes place in a in a um, a northern New York neighborhood. Inwood is the name mm-hmm. of the name of the uh, the neighborhood. It's late sixties, and it's the late sixties. The Vietnam War is going on. Um, that's the backdrop. And Chicky, you find out, is kind of like this. Um, he's a m- merchant mariner. By yeah, trade. He's a dock worker, right? Yeah, well, he no, he on goes ships. on, he's an oiler. Oh, okay. And yeah. he's on the boat itself, so he serves a purpose. And he, but he's a guy that's gone for like three months and then comes home mm-hmm. for three months. And so he, you know, he's living at home with his folks. And it's a typical like New York situation apartment. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's in his, he's in his 20s. His friends and, have all um, signed up or, well, some, some of them. Or... There's, there's at least four to five of them that have uh, either enlisted or oh, drafted still in school. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then some that are, yeah. So yeah, they don't really tell you how old he is, but mm-hmm. he's probably in his mid twenties. We'll yeah. say that, or maybe it could be early twenties. He's know, not so. quite, I wouldn't say he's like a lovable loser, but he's probably just at the edge of like mom and dad need to kick that fool out. Like he's just at that cusp of come on now. Right. And you, and you find out wife, that he's kind of like the neighborhood guy. He's the guy mm-hmm. that drinks all night and then Everybody sleeps till like three o'clock yep. or noon or whatever it is. And, uh, and his parents, you know, much to his parents chagrin, mm-hmm. his dad's kind of like, you need to do something. And he's like, this is like summer vacation. I'm, you know, I work and. But right now I'm home and I can do whatever I want, yeah. you know, so. Dad's more nine to five, go to a job guy. His dad's a, a practical guy. He's got a younger sister who's kind of an idealist, you know, who's like, oh, the war in Vietnam's bad, blah, 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 you know. She's fighting that good fight. Yeah. yeah. She's, you know, we don't, we, you know, in, in the story kind of unfolds early when you find out that there's a, a very good friend of him, a kid named Tommy Minogue, who's gone, who's an MIA. Mm-hmm. You find out another kid just recently died, a neighborhood kid. Mm-hmm. And that becomes kind of like the, the battle cry. You also find out that Chicky, be, he's also kind of a non-committal guy. You find his friends sort of, you know, he, at one point uh, early on, it, it opens, you know, like they're in a bar. Bill Murray's the bartender. Mm-hmm. And uh, who, 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 who is great. Yeah, I mean, he's in it very little, but he's great. And they're kind of like, you know, carrying on and partying stuff. And then at some point, a little bit further into the film, you find out that Chicky kind of like is the guy who says he's going to do things and he never does. Right. You get that impression. Just doesn't like have they, a lot of follow through. Yeah. And, 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 and to his credit, there are scenes where, or scenes, there's are moments where they talk, well, well, what was the time you said you wanted to be a cop? He's like, that was in the fifth grade. Yeah. It's like people change their minds. Oh, right. not the time you said you're going to do this and you do that. So they, you know, his friends all, you know, harp on him and give him a mm-hmm. couple of different examples. And, and it's, um, 
at one point during uh, when they're at the bar, he basically says, "You know, you know what I'm going to do to help the the war, our, our yeah. I'm going to go to Vietnam, yeah. find our friends, our neighborhood friends, and I'm going to bring them a beer as a thank you, mm-hmm. and which is obviously something you say seven or eight beers in, which is the most ridiculous <laughs> thing ever. <Yeah>. And <laughs> even go to a war zone in another. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to travel halfway around the world yeah. to go give people a beer, and so which is. So he makes this declaration, and it's it's kind of in jest, and it was oh my god, that'd be a great idea. And then, you know, um, and then after the fact, after that, you know, it, it, the word spreads around the neighborhood. Oh, Chicky's going to go to Vietnam, and well, it goes you know, through visit. like the church yeah. service where now moms are coming up to him. Oh, can you give Brian? You know, these blah, rosary blah, blah, blah. beads yeah, can and give can you these socks, socks and yeah. stuff. So he starts to you know, there's it starts to have some momentum, and he um, he goes to. Um, his employment basically. And he says, Hey, you know, you got any boats going to Vietnam? Any he's like, chance. yeah. And he's like, yeah, we do actually. There's one leaving in three hours. And he's like, what? Yeah. He's like, do they, do they need an oiler? Cause that's what he does. Mm-hmm. And the guy's flipping through page papers and he's like, you know what they do? They're short one. And he's like, literally so, all the Jesus. Moments yeah. So it all lines up, up for him. Like yeah. you have to go. So, uh, Bill Murray's character gives him like this duffel bag from the neighborhood. And I forget mm-hmm. what's on the bag, but obviously it means something, something in the neighborhood. from the school. I can remember. Yeah. Some school yeah. bag, a uh, duffel bag that is fills it up with like Schlitz beer. Yeah. You know, and, uh, literally well gets on blue ribbon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gets, gets on the boat and it, it, you know, they don't go through the journey other than when they get to Vietnam, he basically is talking to the captain. It's like, I need three days. I need three days. I've got to see some friends that are yeah. here. They're stationed here. And he's like, are you crazy? You're going to get killed. No. You're going to get yeah. killed. Like, How about no? A, You're not yeah, even getting off the like, boat. No, it's not going to happen. So he war. finally makes up all lies. Oh, I've got this, you know, this brother of mine. He's like, is he a real brother? He's like, well, he's my, he's a stepbrother. That's not a real brother. He's like, well, he's a half brother. So he keeps backpedaling. Yeah. Finally, the captain's like, okay, fine. You can go. But, you know, we leave here in literally three days. If you're not on the boat. We're leaving. We're leaving you here. Yep. You're done. And, and you find out that the boat that he's on is carrying munitions for the soldiers. Mm-hmm. So. And there's and there's a point in, in telling that story, but anyway, yeah, he he ends up, um, you know, he's in Vietnam. He ends up going like in he's in um, he's in Saigon, is that or that's where he gets to eventually. Yeah. I think he just lands in some babe at first. He's, and, he's like, somewhere, but he, he the first to. base he goes to, he's talking to these MPs and he asks if they know this guy named Collins, who's a neighborhood mm-hmm. kid. He says, yeah, and he, you know, what do you want with him? He's like, I'm here to give him a beer, and they're like. Like, like, are you a moron? Yeah, like seriously, about? like you know, like, you're if you're if you're like, yeah, too. we're gonna yeah. And he's got a, like a you know whatever a plaid or a mattress shirt on. I mean, he looks, he looks like he, Eddie Bauer. <laughs> yeah, he well, he looks like one of the socias from uh, from. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's what he looked from like outsiders. from the outsiders. Yeah, that's, what he, that's what he looked like. So he looks ridiculous. He looks like a tourist, mm-hmm. and, that, and he tells him, "I am a tourist. I'm a civilian, and yeah. I'm doing this." And they're like, "Are you serious?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm serious." So they're like, "Okay." So they lead him back. They get him through the gate. They bring him to a, a bunk, and sure enough, he like, finds finds his buddy. Like they're working out and playing games out front when they're downtime. Like, good lord, Chicky! Like, what are you doing yeah. here? You know, so he uh, ends up giving them all beers and stuff. And there's a there's a telling moment that happens. They're in their bunk, they're in their tent or whatever. It's and, the barracks. Uh, it's a building. Barracks, yeah. yeah, and they're you know he's passing out beers. First, I'm like, you're killing half your inventory right here, Chicky. So yeah, <laughs> you're not going to be able sure. to replenish this. But uh, so he's giving all the guys in the in the barracks uh, beers. It's probably about I don't know maybe. Less than 10, mm-hmm. eight guys, maybe. Um, a sergeant walks in and says, you know, what the hell are you doing here? Who are you? And he tells him his name. And and uh, his buddy's like, you know, oh, he's like, he's a friend of mine, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, he's like, uh, 
he tells him what he's doing. Uh, Chicky says, yeah, I'm here. I'm here to see friends and I'm going to mm-hmm. give them beers as thank yous. Yep. And the, um, you know, with a smile on his face and the sergeant looks at him, you know, like you and must says, be so okay. stupid that you've got, yeah, he's just standing there else. and yeah, you see him look at him and he's got this, you know, whatever, uh, a stern look on his face. He kind of turns, he stands there for a, a good 30 seconds and he's finally, he's like, okay, carry on. And he walks out. And of course, like all of the soldiers, his subordinates are all like, what, what happened? What, like, yeah, exactly. Like, Why are what, we not what's, in trouble? Yeah. What, what just happened here? And then one of the guys talks up and he said, you know what? You know, like he thinks you're CIA and he's like, what? Why he's like, think that? yeah. Why would you think he's like, well, just the way you're, you're dressed and yeah. you give an asinine sure. answer. And he's like, they, the last thing they want is to have any type of entanglement with no the CIA. Yeah. Cause if something doesn't go their way or your way, you're on yeah. some, you're out in the, in the front, you're, done. you're yeah. in the front, you're done. So, so that's a very funny moment. So from there he's goes to the city. He's trying to figure out, he, he maps it out with the guys in the barracks of the the route there's like three guys he wants to see three yeah. or four mm-hmm. i think there's four actually and one guy the most forward guy is in a place called lz um jane which is okay. a hot zone yep. it's it's way north That's it's the furthest like, place and they basically to. say to him like they're not waiting anybody in there except for military yeah so you're not military you're not maybe gonna, reporters you're not gonna make it in yeah, yeah well that that's what yeah what that's what they find he finds out and also in the midst of this he meets a really cool like um cop Basically in the city, it's like the yeah, cop. yeah. He he and on the I think corner by his hotel. Yeah, just a regular. Yeah. And they're joking about. He's hey, are you from Oklahoma? And mm-hmm. he's like, no, I'm he from New York. Musical, he yeah. loves the musical Oklahoma. So they have this little you're the one little yeah. bonding moment. And he asks him where the Hotel Caravel is, which is where all the the reporters are. And he thinks maybe I can, you know, hitch a ride with a reporter. So he's in the bar and uh, talking to another really nice Asian bartender. And the guy says, uh, you know, like where where are the where are the reporters or the press? And they're like. Yeah throw a rock and you'll hit press, you know, oh. so they're all there. So there's a particular corner of the bar. There's a, a guy, a, a man and a woman and another Is guy at the table. Or? No, no. Well, at one point he's looking at, a, he's looking at a post that's in the middle of the room. There's like a, you know, where the cash registering glasses and stuff are. And there's names tacked up mm-hmm. on that. And you find out that those are names of reporters later on that have oh, died okay, yeah, yeah. in, in um, doing reporting. They're in the field. So he's talking about, he starts talking about just reporters in general and how they only report the bad stuff and all the hor- evil doing and stuff like that. And one of the reporters happens to be Russell Crowe, who's another star of the I film. Russell Crowe. And um, yeah, and he basically, you know, gives him gives him a bunch of crap. What do you mm-hmm. know about anything? And he's like, you know. So um, from there, he tells him what his plan is. He's like, I'm going to try to go to LZ Jane. And they laugh and they're like, there's yeah, they're like, no whatever, moron. way. No one's helping you. You're you're going to make it there. You're so, going to die. Yeah, you're 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 gonna die, and and they're you're not even gonna get close. Right. But um, he ends up um, from there. He goes to another base, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he meets a he. Oh no, he well he's he, he goes in. He's trying to get to another base to get a helicopter up there, mm-hmm. and uh, ends up um, like where talking to a desk, like yeah, talking yeah. to a desk guy, a soldier. And he basically says, you know, hey, I'm trying to get up to LZ's Jane. You know, what do you what do you need to do up there? He's like, I need to go. I need I have, I have business. I need to go see somebody. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the guy's kind of looking at him, and he's like, can I grab your name? And he's like, yeah. And he gives him his name, and then he's like, you know, well, I'm gonna have to get it cleared with my captain. He's like, well, go get him. Yeah. Do so it. he's he's playing at this point. He's playing the CIA card. So yeah. of course the um, uh, the captain comes out. And, oh, what are you doing? He's like, I'm going up to LZ's Jane. I have, I have things to do. He's like, oh. 
You guys. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he doesn't, nobody questions him. Nobody asks for ID. No. Zero. And wild. Yeah, which is very wild. There's almost a side of me where I'm like, that seems a little strange. A little but, convenient. But, but at the same knows? time, you know, I mean, the CIA are all spooks, and they basically, mm-hmm. I'm sure they just say, you know, I'm not telling you anything. I don't have to tell, I don't have to tell you anything. Like, I'm an American. You know I'm an American. Yep. So let me do it. So he basically um, charters a flight for him. The captain says, you know, put his name on the list, outgoing and stuff. He ends up meeting another young guy who was like a transportation whatever, some type mm-hmm. of, not director, some type of a, um, administrator of some sort, young guy. Marine, what's his deal? Yeah, some, I forget what, what branch he was in. Mm-hmm. It was Army or whatnot, but he was, he was a really funny guy. His guy's name is uh, Habershaw, I think it's Habershaw. But anyway, so the guy's like, you know, it's it's basically the captain kind of tells Habershaw, like, this guy's an, like a VIP, he's a mm-hmm. CIA guy, and, you know, so of course Habershaw is beside himself because he, like, <laughs> right. his... his End all be all would be to be a CIA. He doesn't say that, but by his behavior, he's kind of like, "Oh my God, it's so nice to meet you." And you know, like you know, he's, I, I've got a, yeah. I've got a friend of mine that would love to meet you. And he's oh, like, geez, "Oh, yeah. I don't, you know," he's like, "We got this great, the great mess hall. We've got the best mm-hmm. whiskey in all of wherever Vietnam." Blah blah blah. Meets this other guy who just turns out to be a lateral guy to uh, Habershaw, and he's like, you know. Can you tell us just a little, just even a little bit of like what you're, what you're, what you're really doing? And he tells him the story, like yeah. I'm bringing beer to a friend of mine, and they're just <laughs> like, ha ha ha, you know, like that's great. And, like, no, really. And he's like, yeah, and, and he basically doesn't lie to them, and he, but he doesn't say, he doesn't tell him he's not a CIA agent. Right. He kind of goes, goes with it, and of course, Habershar doesn't ask him real technical questions, but he's it like, hey, scary when you're, that he's getting away with it. Yeah, when you're at uh, Langley, can you, can you, what's Langley? He's like HQ. He's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, when you're, when you're there, can you, can you, can you put in a good word for me? Uh, yeah, sure, sure, you know, whatever. So he gets on this chapter, goes up to LZ Jane, mm-hmm. which is a hot zone, and lands. Uh, the first person he meets is a, a sergeant who's just, yep. who's what you think, a military guy like, but like who the hell are you? Let me see. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, we see your ID, and he's like, I don't have one. He's like, and he, you know, eyes him, and he's like, oh, you're one of those guys. Yeah, you know? like, so it's all, everybody kind of know. Assuming, they know that these yeah. guys are spooking around. So he, he's like, I'm looking for a... Um, the last name is it was Dugan. I don't know if it was Pat Dugan or something. Less, the guy's last name was Dugan. Again, a neighborhood guy he's trying to see. Ends up um, going to barracks or some type of HQ. He's with a, there's a radio operator, the sergeant who's standing there, and then he's there. Chicky's there and says, I need to talk to Dugan. And they're like, like, you know, well, he's, you know, he's on, you know, and they call him on the radio. Say, hey, I'm on ambush. Like, what's going on? He's like, we, the sergeant yeah, needs to see you. you need sergeant yeah. needs to see you right now. And he's like, Right now, he's like, you know, he's like, yeah, he's like, it's like 200 meters. And he's like, yeah, you need to be here like now. So he's like, okay. So you see this poor guy running down a, too, down, yeah. a, down a dirt trail being Gauntlet. shot at, yeah, shot at. And, uh, and of course, Chicky is like, he's like sitting on, he's sitting on something and he pulls up a tarp. He's like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to hide underneath this tarp. Can you cover me up? Yeah. Can you, can you cover me? And the sergeant's looking at him like, this guy's a moron. They were like, no way. L- literally. Yeah. You. Like if I were the sergeant, I'm like this. No, like, no. What, what? They did just, say no. They're like, just, we're done just with no. you. Just yeah. no. So he's standing there. Dugan comes in. He jumps out of the tarp. Hey, what's up? And he was like, "What are you doing here?" He's like, "I'm, I'm here to give you a beer." And you know, and he's like, "You, no, this got me killed. Yeah. Like, what do you like? Why, why are you here?" It's so, a terrible place. Yeah. So this whole thing goes on, and finally, the sergeant says, "Like, your friend, he's like, your he's like, um, you need to get him out of here. He's yeah. a civilian. You need to get him out." He's like, "The there's not a chopper coming till tomorrow. He's gonna yeah. have to wait." Yeah. So, um, so he's like, and you can't stay here. So he tells Chicky Dugan says like, well, you got to come with me to the foxhole. Yeah. So he's like, we're going to run, gonna, we're gonna run and uh, we'll run about a hundred and then we'll run another hundred. He doesn't say this. He just starts taking off. He's yeah. like, you know, 
the sergeant gives Chickie a helmet, and he's got his duffel bag full of beer and his plaid outfit. Yeah, running for his life, being literally. shot at literally. Yeah, it's crazy. Finally makes scene. it to a foxhole. Um, there are other parts of his company that are other soldiers mm-hmm. there, and uh, you know they're firing. I mean, it's 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 a it's a forward a forward place. And he's they are, getting an eyeful. Yeah, he's definitely like I would have been like crying at that point. I would have been like I'm out. Well, give me a freaking gun. It was funny. At one point, the sergeant gives him a handgun. He said, "Hey." He's like, here, you know, just... You ever case. had any service he goes, experience? He goes, yeah, because if you get captured, just kill yourself. Yeah. Because they will torture you until you die anyway. Exactly. And he's yeah. like, uh, yeah, and he basically... He asked him what service he was in, right? Wasn't he in like something silly? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. He said, where were you stationed? He's in Massachusetts. He's like, I'm taking that Because he was a merchant marine before he became a a merchant mariner. Yes. So, yeah, but he was stationed in Massachusetts. He's like, I'm taking that back. Yeah, you're not. He grabs the gun back, which is a a funny sequence. But my favorite scene is in the foxhole because he tells the other guys in the company why he's there. He's like, oh, I came out here to give my buddy, my neighborhood buddy a beer. And they're all like, and one guy's like, great soldier. Average guy turns to me and says, wait a second, you don't need to be here? And he's <laughs> yeah, like, he's like, he's like, he's, like, he's got to like, no, he's like, what? what? Yeah, I mean, exactly. He's just baffled. He's yeah. like, why would anyone, like, I go home. why yeah. would anyone want to come to a war zone on purpose, on purpose yeah. to give someone a beer? Like, you know, but if, you know, so they all think he's ridiculous, but they don't but say they anything. they all want the beer. But he starts passing them out. Yeah. And, they, and it, it is funny because there is a scene earlier on with Russell Crowe and um, he, he tells him a story. I'm here to give beers out. And he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, I just want to give American beers. To yeah. American well, that was the funny. And then you see that, that it pans and you see a guy at the end of the bar drinking a Budweiser. He's like, yeah, well, think- but these beers are from New York. Yeah. <laughs> these are from New York. So, so there is that. But, uh, so he ends up, so kind None of, of it's well thought out. No, there's a little bit of camaraderie. It goes on the next morning. Things, uh, all the rest of the uh, troops have moved forward, so they've sure, sort of taken over this area. Out. He ends up taking a picture with a whole bunch of troops, mm-hmm. which becomes uh, a part of the plot later. But um, so that happens. He ends up um, getting back to. Uh, he's trying to get to Saigon now. He's right? trying to get to Saigon. Mm-hmm. He's trying to, and because he finds out that one of the friends, uh, somebody's missing. Some, yeah, well, yeah. there's somebody's missing. Minoga's missing, but there's another guy, Reynolds. I think he was mm-hmm. looking for who died. And oh, he, yeah. fi- he finds out that he's dead. He, yeah. He's dead. So he's not going to go see that guy, obviously. Uh, Minogue is still missing. And Dugan is kind of like, you know, he's MIA. It's mm-hmm. not looking good. Right. Know? So, um, but, um, yeah, so from there he makes it to another base. It's Contum? Contum? I have no Contum. idea. Yeah. doesn't matter. And he's, it's, he ends up getting taken there by helicopter. And he wanted to go to Saigon. He's like, no, you said Contum. He's like, no, I said Saigon. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well... You're here. I can't do anything. In in that ride, he's with, he's on the the copter by himself. Two other, three other guys get on. There's he a might soldier. Be real CIA. There's a yeah. There's a, a guy in fatigues. A translator. American. Well, not American. He's Asian, but he's an American. He's in an American uniform. An Asian guy who's just in casual street clothes. And another guy, white guy, who's in street clothes. Who's who's Plat CIA? Shirt. Who's yeah. CIA? Basically. So they're not really, he's, he's sitting there, he's keeping to himself, but it's a very tight space. And they're questioning this guy, the CIA agent's like, you know, give me a name, give me a name. He's like, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's going round and round because the translator, he finally holds the guy out, kind of, uh, he tells the, uh, the pilot to sort of tilt the, the copter. Mm-hmm. And the guy's kind of like his, his probably about half of his body is out of the copter. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, just tell him what he needs to know. Just give me any name, you know? And, you know, um, so they're terrifying. They're, so, of course, Chicky sort of interviews. Just, just tell him something. And even yeah. though, I mean, the guy probably speaks English, but he never, he's speaking in Vietnamese the whole time. So, 
um, the guy says something, gives him a name of some sort, and then they just toss him. Oh, they yeah. literally just toss him out of the copter. And the chick, he's just mortified, like, holy cow, what just happened? Well, and I think that's why I liked it, because it did have that same... It felt a lot like Forrest Gump to me, where it was very charming and very sweet, but then some terrible moments happened. You know? Oh yeah. Like, what well, was it? Was what was it interesting? Had that similar vibe. Where <clears throat> well, yeah. It was. What well, was kind of like this? The the change, the arc in the character is like he's kind of like very pro war, very naive about the whole situation, mm-hmm. and very much like our soldiers are over there defending our freedom, blah blah blah. Yeah. And he finds out that yes, that's true, and it's, it's not true, blurry, it's, and it's yeah. all really more politically motivated. And the people at the top of the food chain in the U.S. don't care about these Mm-mm. kids dying. No. And and then sending more kids just justifies the means of, oh, well, these kids die. We need to send more in there because we don't want more kids to die, which is completely irrational thinking. Yeah. But it's all about greed. It had really nothing to do with patriotism. Patriotism yeah. is what you what basically the movie kind of tells you. Mm-hmm. So, um, and he's but, having um, all these realizations under the worst circumstance of being shot at. Oh yeah, I mean the guy. I'm missing, sure. Like, I'm sure there imagine. had to have been yeah. a thousand times in real life because this is based on tr- a true story or yeah. at least parts of it. That I'm sure he was just like, I'm the biggest moron. I'm going to die out here yeah. for for no reason. Literally being a moron. But at some point so, they joke about that, right? Like, yeah, too they, dumb to die. Oh yeah, yeah. There is a line about that. Yeah. There's he's like, yeah. There's some guys you run across. They're too dumb to die. This is one. So of this them. is probably yeah. one of them. So he'll be okay. They land in Contum with the CIA agent and the translator, minus the the guy they threw out. And of course, the CIA agent's like, you know, who are you? He's like, I'm I'm like you. He's like, Who's your travel agent? He's like, same as yours. Yeah, and he kind of just he kind of just trying you know tries to you know just kind of lie. He gets off the. Uh, Gets off the copter. The two other guys are sort of standing by the copter itself. I don't know, discussing them, whatever just happened. To the he cover. knows this is not going well. He knows this is not well. He knows he witnessed something he probably wasn't supposed to witness. He talks to another, you know, desk guy and says, hey, I need to get to Saigon. And he's like, well, they're they're um, they're repairing these two copters there. They're not going to go out till tomorrow. And he's like, I need to get back there tomorrow by tomorrow morning because I, I need to get on a I boat. I got to be on the boat, I gotta, yeah. I got to take off. He's like, I can't. I can't do it. He's like, there's another oh, yeah, nearby. Like, yeah, walk. there's like, yeah, plate, plate two, plate, plate. It doesn't matter. Some other place. Some other place. There's another another base, a helicopter base that's about 16 miles away. And he says, like, he's like, I can't, I can't, I don't have anybody that can take you there. Right. And uh, then finally, the guy sort of breaks. He takes a step away, comes back. He's actually, you know what? I'll drive you myself. I got, I got some time. Mm-hmm. I can drive you myself. So he kind of smells a rat. Uh, Chicky smells a rat. He kind of he goes to the bathroom, climbs out the window. He sort of sneaks around. He's watching, and he sees like the two, uh, the CIA agent and the other guy. Like he sees them at one point, and then all of a sudden they're gone. Right. And then he sees like the uh, like the, the troop, sergeant, tra- yeah. yeah, troop transport truck roll up with the with the front desk guy, and you see him sort of standing there talking to somebody, and there's no mm-hmm. one there. So he's talking to them through. He they're in the they're in the the bed of the truck. Yeah. So because it's covered. So he makes a run for it, and then they see him run, and they're like, he's rabbiting, let's go. They go after him, they're going down dirt road. He's, you know, running through the woods. He's, you know, he, he stops and freezes and gets on the, you know, gets on his belly or his back or his side mm-hmm. or whatever. He's got, like, centipedes crawling on him. Oh, it's terrifying. I mean, I just it's like, ah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and he's like, you know, you look like he's going to cry. The, the, the truck rolls up, you know, they all pile out. They're all looking for him, you know, guns drawn, and then... Uh, they end up turning around and leaving. So he ends up trying to walk. I mean, what's even more miraculous is like 
I mean, I guess you'd know which way you're running from, but at this point, you don't know where it goes, you're going. You don't know where you're going. No. It could be in the other direction. Who, who knows? No, you know, it's dark. Farmlands. He's coming across little kids. He's coming across terrifying. little kids that are yeah. terrified of him yeah. because he's a white guy. And then eventually, he he um, he hears some rustling in the woods, and then this whole stampede of, of oh, elephants gosh, so cool, fly though. by. Yeah. And uh, you know, he's like, "What?" And he's in the middle of the road, and he sees a car, a jeep approaching him. That's you know, got its headlights on, and it stops. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's, you know, waving at them. Don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot. And they, and the guy's like, Chicky, <laughs> you yeah, know, and he's like, and so he's funny. just like, he's like, uh, Chicky Donahue, is that you? And the yeah. guy's like, who are you? And he's like, and if, if the guy's, the guy's nickname was Looney. I don't know yeah. his, his first name. They tell you in the movie, but, uh, then of course the driver's like, you know that guy? He's like, yeah, he's from my neighborhood. And he's yeah. like, what are you doing out here? He's like, oh, I'm here to, to get beers. He's like, what? Yeah. You know? So he's like, uh. He's like, I just need, I need to get on a copter. And this, you find out, I get the impression this guy was a, he's a, he's a um, mechanic. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's got like a, not a blue jumpsuit. He's got on a blue, blue outfit. So he's not in fatigues. And um, yeah, so he's like, I need to get on a, a copter. I need to get back to Saigon. I got to get on my ship. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, we're going to Contum. And he's like, I can't go back there because yeah, there's CIA me, agents yeah. there. He's going to get arrested or something bad's going to happen to him or killed. Um, so he's like, he's like, I need to go to play two or whatever. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, so basically the guy's like, that's where we just came from. And he's just like, all right, turn it around. So yeah, we'll goes that yeah. gets back there, um, ends up getting him onto another uh, helicopter. And it's, and it's kind of, it's a, it's a cool moment cause mm-hmm. he's sort of taken off and, and at the whole time I'm thinking, well, he didn't even give him a beer. What a, what a yeah. jerk. And he tosses one to him as he's taking off. And yeah. of course, you know, his friend is happy. He takes a sip. He's, you know, cheers yeah, him and all no, that stuff. Sweet. So he gets back to Saigon and, uh, and he finds out that his boat left. Oh yeah, his boat left that, that because yeah because of the munitions <laughs> on the boat. They thought that they were going to get attacked. So yeah, they, they wanted up, to move it. They ended up uh, unloading and then leaving mm-hmm. early. So but of they course, left um, word for him. He can catch. They left up. word at the embassy. He goes to the embassy. He runs into Oklahoma again, mm-hmm. and who, who directs him to the embassy? And he's talking to an Asian woman at the embassy. And he's like, I, what you know? They basically said, hey, we had to leave these are the circumstances. But if you can catch up with us in Manila, mm-hmm. Philippines, we'll take you home. So he's like, how, how, do I get how to am I going to yeah. get to Manila? So of course the woman's like, Hey, we can, we can, we can get you on a flight tomorrow morning. You have to be here like after 10 to get your paperwork yep. and then you can go. So in the middle of that, that you find easy, out, yeah. yeah, you find out that it's the lunar new year for Vietnam. He goes sure. back to the hotel Caravelle and uh, the same reporters are sitting there and they're debating things. And he says, there's still war going on, mm-hmm. by the way. There's still fighting going on. In oh, LZ. they think there's a ceasefire. Yeah, yeah, they think there's a ceasefire. He tells them there's still war going on in LZ Jane, and they're like, whatever. And he's like, no, I was there. They're like, mm-hmm. ah, you know, BS. Yeah. He shows them the picture, and of course they're like, how did you get there? Yeah, how, did, how, how, oh, how, how, how? Yeah. yeah, and he's just like, I don't know, it just happened. So, of course, uh, Russell Crowe is just kind of like, kind of, um, I forget his, uh, Arthur, what's his last name? His name's Arthur something. He's a, works for Look Magazine. Is a they don't tell you he's a prominent reporter, but he probably is. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he basically says, you know, this guy's drinking on my tab all night. And he, they end up talking, and they have a debate about, you know, what the news should report or not report, and all that stuff. And well, uh, and it gets weird too because yeah. he has a whole conversation with them about everything you say goes back home, and then this is how you know you make us feel a certain way about this war. You know, and it's our friends and right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, it, there's there are very there are valid points that go on. Mm-hmm. So they're having this thing. You think it's going to be hunky dory? He's going to get his paperwork and take off the next morning, and then like all hell the breaks loose. Fall of Saigon, right? Yeah, that is so the you, actual history, I think. Yeah, so you find out that the VC have raided this. They're raiding all the cities mm-hmm. and just killing everybody they yep. can find, pretty much. So, 
um, you know, you see the uh, the hotel bar shake, and you see like and at one point they're on a patio, and there's fireworks going off, and then you look in the distance, and there's like these weird tracers going mm-hmm. off, and he's like, well, I got you guys got the weirdest fireworks. Those aren't fireworks. Those are tra- no, those are tracer good. rounds. He's like, there's something going down. So sure enough, it's just chaos in yeah. the city, gunfire, like, people running yeah. around. And they're pretty much running for their lives. They're trying to get to the embassy mm-hmm. for safety. And uh, they run into, um, I think it was NVA or something, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, the good guys, so to speak. And they're like, you know, I'm pressed, we're pressed, we're pressed, we're pressed. And then you finally hit them through. Yeah. They make it to the embassy and there are VC that are in the embassy just they're shooting the place up. They're, yeah. ev- they're everywhere. I mean, MC or uh, Well, they kicked AKs a hole in are, the wall and they just poured it. Well, 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 that was the funny thing, though, because that was one of the points of contention yeah. is... There's a scene where a like a mini tank, a U.S. tank, shoots mm-hmm. a hole in the wall, and I got the impression they did that because the VC were already inside, so yeah. they're trying to figure out a way to get in there. But you find out in the aftermath, they end up um, he and Arthur end up finding like a uh, an apartment nearby mm-hmm. and just open the door, and there's nobody in there. They all vacated and they stay there the night. The next morning they go and they're looking at the you know the um, the, the crime scene essentially. And you find out that Oklahoma unfortunately died in it. Yeah. He got shot and he's trying to drag his body out and they're like, well, you leave him, he's dead. And, uh, and then there's debate, you know, what happened? And they're like, Oh, well, you know, the, the, the VC punched a hole in the wall and that's how they got in. And Chicky's really? like, that's not true. Yeah. I was right. I saw it. What happened? Yeah. Because it was us. And then they're like, well, it doesn't sell, you know, that's the yeah. whole, the other, the whole politics of, uh, of, of news Selling and reporting. Papers, yeah. So, um, they end up, um, Getting finding a car that ha- is working. There's a munitions dump that goes up that explodes and it's Lin yeah. Lin Bao or something. Doesn't matter. It turns out, of course, Chicky had a friend there, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, "We gotta go. We gotta go because I want to see if my friend's okay." And I forget it was. I forget and that's his, where he started out. Right? Name. That was the base that he started I out. Think in, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it wasn't the same guy. It was a different guy. So it was. Um, the heck was his name? Like kid a. Reynolds or something? No, it wasn't. No, Reynolds was the guy who died. It was um, Pappas. Mm-hmm. It was Pat, Bob, Bobby Pappas is the guy's name. So he ends up um, going there. They get through the gate. Arthur says, I'm a reporter. He's a reporter. They get through the gate. And, um, you know, he gives a camera to Chicky to put around his neck mm-hmm. and just, just tell anybody that you're pressed. And he's like, okay. Goes to an infirmary. And there are bodies. I mean, there's still things are on fire. I mean, it's exactly. it's chaotic. And basically, he's like, you know, look at trying to look under sheets and stuff. And a nurse approaches him. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I'm in the press. He's like, so what? Who cares? Like, help, help me yeah, he's like, help me out here. I'm, yeah. I'm looking for a friend of mine. She's like, what's his name? So mm-hmm. she gives a name. So she leads him back. He, it turns out his friend is there. He's injured, but he's not bed round. Right. Um, you know, he's got like these two gnarly scars at the side of his eyes, and uh, I don't know, some whatever damage below the waist of some sort. But, but he's um, alive. But of course, so that so it you know becomes a telling moment. He's like I heard you were here doing this. I said, well, you know, and he gives him a, a beer. He's like, mm-hmm. well, what are you doing? He's like, he's like, you think this makes everything better? Like, look around you. What's going on yeah, here? We're a the guy, the guy yeah. is really bitter. It makes sense too. Yeah. I'd be like, because he's got, I'm sure, a lot of fellow soldiers yeah. that died and all this mm-hmm. stuff and those craziness. And it's just chaos. I mean, the chaos is tapering off, but it's it's still there. It's very mm-hmm. fresh. So, um, so basically, he says. Uh, you know, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. I gotta go catch up with my boat. And he remembers. You don't hear. He basically tells his friend Pappas. He's like, you know, well, you know, nobody's traveling unless you're military. He's like, well, I, I got a hookup. So he goes back to Habershaw yeah. and ends up getting on a, a a thing. And it's really funny because he's with his buddy. His buddy drove him there, and he says, look, I gotta, you know, we gotta make this 
we got to hurry up. Mm-hmm. But it, he ends up being with him longer than it needs to be. But uh, he meets Abershaw again, tells him he's, oh, hey, sir, it's good to see you again. And, you know, <laughs> like, you know, I'm so excited, you know, like, you know, put in a good word for me at the Langley. What? You know, yeah. HQ. Oh, yeah. And then he pulls him aside. Chicky pulls Habershaw aside. So, look, I have to come clean. He's like, he's like, oh, okay, what, what's up? And he's like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not who you think I am. I'm not, I'm not CIA. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, well, come on. You know, the guy's like, just yeah. like, yeah, yeah. He's no, I'm seriously like, and he's looking at him. He's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm nothing. And then Habershaw just looks at him and smiles. He's like, right. you yeah. guys are the best. He right? just, it's, it's very funny. So he's just like, he's like, you know, have a safe flight. You know, remember me? Like, here's my name. Like, put in a good word, but here's my name. And yeah. he gives him his whole rank and his, you know, his, his whatever, his number and all that stuff. So he gets on the plane. He's like, oh, I'll be sure to make a call for you. I'll see you later. So, so and fast forward, bit. he's back in New York. Um, he hadn't gone home at this point because he goes to the bar, he mm-hmm. sees his friends and they all, and at this point, of course, he's a changed man because he's just like, he's seen a lot, all the stuff he's, he's been, can't he could have been killed it. any yeah. number of times, um, Many on times, a fool's yeah. errand, legitimately a fool's errand, the yes. most ridiculous thing you can think of. Um, so, you know, but, um, and there's some really touching moments at the end of it because, um, you know, he sees his friends, it's all kind of cursory, like, oh, are you going to hang out? We got free drinks for you. And he's like, no, it's like, I got, I got, I got something to do. Yeah. Um, he ends up going earlier on in the film. There's a mother of, let's just say probably his best friend or mm-hmm. a very good friend is a guy named Tommy, who's the MIA guy. Mm-hmm. He finds out from the last soldier Pappas that Tommy was found and he's dead. Yeah. So, cause he kept, he, the whole movie's telling me, oh, you know, he's missing. He, he They're going to find him. They're going to find him. And then yeah. they don't tell you how, but you find out that Tommy is dead. And there's a flashback scene sequence with him and Tommy. And Tommy's like, you know, enlisted, voluntary enlisted. And he says, you know, I made the right choice, right? Oh, he's like, when oh. they're at the diner. Yeah, in the yeah. diner. He's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fighting for our country, man. That's, you know, like that's, uh, you're mm-hmm. going to be a hero. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You know, he's like, of course you're scared. You anyone would be scared, but yeah. you, you know, this is this is he what gave you should him the do. Pep talk. Yeah, he kind of gave him the raw raw speech, and obviously Tommy went. We find out that he that he died. Prior to him leaving, his his mother, Tommy's mother, gives Chicky a rosary and says, oh, "Yeah, give this to my son. He probably has one, but it doesn't hurt to have one more." And he's like, he's like I don't know if I'm going to see him." But in, and at this point, they know he's MIA. This is before Chicky even leaves for Vietnam. It's been reported that he's MIA. So he takes the um, rosary. So flash forward to the end of the film. He ends up going back to the mother's apartment and gives her the rosary back and says, hey, I, I, you know, and at this point I'm assuming his mother knows that he's dead. So, but he's like, I hear, I want to, I want you to have this. He's like, no, I want you to have this. He's like, no, 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 I can't. I'm the one who convinced Tommy to go. Right. And he, you know, it's a breakdown and it, it's, it's emotional. And yeah, you, for sure. you, you mean, you realize you like, you have that moment, you know, and, yeah. such an and you, and you realize that like, you know, is, is pretty as Zac Efron. He is actually a very good actor too. Which, no, I mean, he's you know, great. I mean, people may disagree, but in this scene, it was like, it, it's, it's some good stuff. You know, he has moments. He, he has moments. Ted flashes. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's. Greatest Showman was Yeah. Awesome. He's definitely. He's definitely. Musical solid. Yeah. He definitely kind of moves around in and yeah. out of the lane. You know what I mean? He's not just playing on oh, the pretty. No, he guy. backs it up. For yeah, sure. he, he does. So, so that moment happens. There is a moment earlier on that also pays off. He's having a. He basically almost gets in a fist fight with a whole bunch of war protesters earlier mm-hmm. that his sister now is aligned with, and um, so there's that tension. And he thinks she's a moron, and she just should go away. Yeah. And it's just she's not doing that. She's not she's helping not anybody. The family she's and yeah, the neighborhood. You know, LBJ yeah. is telling us lies. All these things, all the you know anti-government stuff, and um, so that happens with the mother. He ends up going to the park. 
and um, and sees his sister. And he is lighting candles because at first he's blowing out some of the candles that are vigils, and they're for all the. For, he doesn't yeah. know what they're for. It turns out they're all wit for all the missing or and or dead soldiers. Mm-hmm. He thought it was more of a like a protest thing of right. some sort or a negative thing. So he's lighting the candles, and then finally sister sees him, and um, you know he basically says, uh, you know, how was it type of thing, and he's just like, you know, wasn't what I expected. You know, he, ba- yeah. and he basically I don't know if he tells her, but he basically realizes that it's just absolute chaos. Total yeah, chaos. Didn't understand why we were really there when he was actually boots on the ground. He didn't get it. Like, yeah. and it's just like. They don't get it either. Yeah. Then the, even the soldiers were kind of like, you know, hoping they get a, an easy post because it's like. I don't yeah, we don't even know what yeah. we're doing. I mean, well, it's just grill warfare. You just don't yeah. know where they're coming from. You, I mean, it's, 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 it's dark, uncomfortable, mm-hmm. wet. I mean, it's just like the worst of all you things. You don't even know how to visually identify them because some are in uniform, some are in civilian clothes. Right. It's just well, you got you got yeah. that going on too. So it, it's it's just absolute chaos. And that last night in Saigon, it just proved it. It's mm-hmm. just like, so um, so he has a, you know, a moment with his sister and says, you know, like, you know, ba- basically so glad to be home in a way and kind yeah. of like. There are things I you kind can't of, unsee. I, did, I had no idea. Yeah. I, I mean, I kind of understand the war protest position now Mm -hmm. having been over there and seen what's going on firsthand and uh, so they have a you know a moment and you know they kind of hug it out and Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how the story ends and then they give you a little bit of follow-up about um you know the the four guys that he did find you know there's a before and after pictures they show the real photo that he shows the reporters early on Mm -hmm. so there's so there are there is that and um but yeah but overall it was it was it's it's worth watching it is worth watching if you like war stuff um, you'll like it, and it, it, you know, and it's funny because Russell Crowe shows up earlier on in the second act and he's in there for about five minutes. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, there's no way he's, and he's pretty much all he in the third act. The so insurance. yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. It is kind of interesting. Cause you wouldn't think like, you know, I like feel that like would, he's just doing these interesting pieces. Now. I think like, he's just doing stuff he wants to do. Well, it's door. even like getting Bill Murray to do something is a big, is a big Right. Yet. Because yeah. Bill Murray, from what I'm told, doesn't do anything. I mean, no. like, because like, he doesn't he need to. He doesn't anything in a minute. Yeah, he doesn't need to. And I think, you know, so the fact that he was a part of this project says a lot. Because either. What does and he I don't have? Three the, pages in the whole scene? Like, he has so maybe. little. Yeah. He's, he's in he it does for. He one maybe, of my favorite lines about the temper. Yeah. 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 I and mean, he's maybe he's maybe in it a total of like six minutes. Maybe. At most, yeah. He's a bartender at the New York neighborhood bar. He does sort of so. instigate the situation. Though. He does. I mean, he's, you you find out that he's, they call him the colonel. He's an ex-military yeah. guy of some sort. And I don't know if he's an actual colonel, but he's an ex-military yeah. guy, owns the bar. He's like a hardened New York guy, mm-hmm. like kind of guy you'd expect to find running a New York hardcore bar, so. New York, hardcore from the neighborhood. They yeah. support our boys no matter what kind of yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, he's that guy. I know, I know, uh, yeah. no BS guy. He's great. He's great, awesome. but he's, he's in it very little. But he, of course, he makes an impact. Um, and Russell Crowe was was great. Although and it was it was, around, it was yeah. kind of funny to see Russell Crowe. I mean, he he's not Gladiator Russell Crowe. <laughs> he's like Orson Welles. <laughs> like he's very portly. He's got some dad thick on. Yeah, him he, he he does. And he's I don't so mean cute. that as a, as a as a mean thing, but uh, but it is funny because there's a lot of running in this towards the end. They're running for their lives. Oh, be fair. Of, he ain't yeah. running anywhere. And that's what I mean. I'm like, that's guy. I mean, they probably did like. He's like, I'm only doing two takes of this, and we're done. <laughs> yeah. You better get what you need to get because I'm not running five street. times or that's ten it. times. Yeah. Not doing a hundred times. So and we're not. Placing all these explosives and things that are going off yeah, too. No, it's a one-off. So yeah, yeah. yeah so, but um, but he's funny. great. He's great. His American accent's fine, and it's and it's interesting too because he leaves him, and at the end, before he leaves Saigon, and they have a they have a moment. He's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, come with me, Arthur. Don't be a fool. He's like, no, this is. 
He's like, this is, I'm a war reporter. This yeah, is war. Stick to it. And, uh, and it was interesting too, because there's a line he has when he, when he basically, and I forget what leads up to, well, I know what leads up to it. There's the whole chaos in Saigon, but um, he's, he basically says to Chicky, he's like, I do this because war is one big crime scene mm-hmm. and I'm a reporter yeah. and that's, and I'm a crime scene reporter pretty much. That's what mm-hmm. I do. So, um, so you see the last shot of Arthur is he's taking pictures of all the fallout and things burning on the base that they're leaving. And he basically tells Chicky, like, you know, uh, I'm not leaving. No. I'm not leaving. He's like, but, you know, look me up later on, you know, yeah. or whatever. And I, I kind of thought that, and throughout the time in the third act, there's a lot of pictures he's taking of Chicky. So I was thinking at some point, Look Magazine's going to do gonna like a it, story yeah. on Chicky and how ridiculous this mm-hmm. thing is. And, but, um, but they, that never happened. I mean, whether it happened as a follow, it probably did, but. That's not from this guy, but, um, but no, it's, um, you know, it's not, it's not a kid's movie. I mean, there's definitely, no. there's definitely violence. There's definitely, oh, you there's know, some hard things. There's a, yeah, there's a, but, um, and it's, it's more a drama. There are definitely mm-hmm. comic moments in it, but it was, um, it was interesting because I'll be honest, really I don't know good, a lot. Yeah. I've never really researched the Vietnam war, but I've heard, you know, I've known and knew older people. I've had mm-hmm. relatives who were in the Vietnam war and they all, they all kind of had a, you know, there are different just perspectives on it. Sure. Kind of like, you know, like, yeah. To be I mean, fair, we weren't there. It's none of our business. Right no, now, exactly. Right? Like, you know, because you know, I mean? there's, the there's, movie. you know, I yeah. mean, like I said, I don't want to sound anti-patriotic or, you know, whatever. Um, no, but, um, for sure, no. But this, um, but this film kind of, it, it kind of, uh, again, it, it leaves it kind of open. I mean, it, it's kind of like you're doing your duty oh, and stuff, but there's also. I don't think it had an agenda politically for this one. I don't no, think it swung no. either way. It was yeah. literally about just supporting our. Or, yeah, or more people, than anything. Yeah, you know, like, but also, we're but in also, it yeah, it. let's just be just on the our commentary. Side. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of like, yeah. I mean, I think that one of the major themes is war is hell. It doesn't matter which way you slice it, whatever the motivations are, it whatever matter. the outcomes yeah, it's are. Terrible. It's it. No one really wins in war in a weird right. way, in a sense. So, but um, but no, definitely worth watching. It was Peter Farrelly directed, which is kind of interesting because yeah. he's you know, and for Dumb and Dumber and all those things, but he's done he's some really good. It didn't he's have done a few things recently that are very dramatic, mm-hmm. and uh, and it works. I mean, yeah. it's a big budget film. You can see they put the money in, oh, and even great. when I'm watching with all the copters and stuff, mm-hmm. and and I would assume they're shooting actually in Vietnam. I'm like thinking, how's that going on? Like, right, can you imagine yeah. like you're like a, just a villager and you see a, you know, a, oh a U.S. Gosh, helicopter yeah. flying. Oh no, not again. Exactly. Like, you know, I'd be freaking out. I'm sure they told how everyone, they told all the villagers. Warning. Right. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I mean. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like yeah. literally, I mean, I mean, it's, oh it's, God, that's uh, terrible. yeah, I was thinking about some of those sequences and even some of these explosions and things. I'm like, wow, like where yeah, is you that got on some set? old people that are remembering or is that. It, yeah. yeah. Or like, is that you know, CGI or you making noise? I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I didn't it, even think yeah, about so that. there's those those types of things that I looked at from a production standpoint where I'm like, that would be wow, tough that's, to take. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, there's some of those shots you can't do more than once. I'm sure. I'm sure that no. locals. I mean, you because you'd have to patch walls and uh, you know. There's even yeah. gunshots at Arthur at one point standing next to a wall, and you see like pieces of the you know the the plaster or whatever yeah. break away or the brick break away. So like that stuff. I mean, is it hard to do? Probably not, but. Doing that multiple easy. times, yeah. I'm sure, would be a drag. And plus, you'd have to safety and make sure everything uh, yeah. is up, make sure all your cameras are running, so you get all the coverage you need and all that. So, but um, but no. So yeah, the greatest yeah. beer run, beer run ever was. Uh, it, it's definitely worth it if yeah, you have the super time. Fun. And like I said, if you're if you're not a Zac Efron person, I'm not going to say I'm not saying you'll be converted, <laughs> but I can tell you that he's not a deterrent to the film. You know what I mean? Like no, and don't think he's like bubblegum pop. Like he's not all high school musical. He's no, really well, solid. that's that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, he's he's kind of matured and yeah. he's he's a likable, goofy 
guy, which he probably is in real life. And he's just so handsome. I mean, he's Clark he, Gable. He, right? he, he is he's a good looking guy. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Even though he's got the weird like porn stash in this. It's kind of... I love that. Yeah, That's awesome. That he's the only better, one. Yeah. All the other guys are all clean shaven. He's got the porn stash. Except for he Russell Crowe. Yeah, yeah. But um, any other closing thoughts on the greatest beer run ever? No, it was very refreshing, very delightful, super easy watch, and uh, well worth it. I might even watch it again, to be fair. I feel like I missed a couple things. Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely some sequences in there. I mean, some of it is so ridiculous where, I mean, like if I, you know, he and he sort of tells you, Chicky tells you, that he's the guy that always gets punished. Yeah. There's a, uh, during Saigon, he's, he never says it outright, but he literally is scared that he's going to die. Because yeah, he's like, sure. it's like no good deed goes un, unpunished. Right. You know, it's like he that guy. Think. And he's like talking about old things when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. If he lied in class, he always got busted. If this yeah. happened, he always got busted. He always got busted by the coach. And he, he legit thinks like, this is it. Like, I'm probably not going to live this night. I'm going to probably just be the guy who's... Because there's at one point, they're in the street... And they're telling them to get out of the street. And these two soldiers go to a Jeep or some type of caravan and it explodes yeah. literally right in front of them. You know, so it's just like anything could be rigged. Oh, anything. It's, worst, it's yeah. yeah. I, mean, I just would be like, I would have found a you know place in the garbage and just hid yeah, the whole time. Exactly. Literally. Hey, Mr. Raccoon. So, yeah. Let's, hey, let's, let's hang me. out. Yeah, let's exactly. hang out. Let's hang out. Who are friends. you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but. Um, that was well, great. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, 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 it's worth watching versus. Shantaram, which is not worth watching. So, so, well, in any event, uh, this concludes another episode of Fresh New Hell, Common People Discussing Today's Pop Culture Media. My name is Frost with my co-host, Mary, and we just reviewed the feature film. It's not a series feature film. The Greatest Beer Run Ever, starring Zac Efron and Russell Crowe, available on Apple+. Plus. As always, um, please follow us on your favorite podcast platforms and connect with us at freshnewhell.com. We do drop content every Monday, 7 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening as always, and we will catch you in the next one. Aloha.